Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 257, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back everyone. We are making our way through our final week. And so this is our last Moose Day Tuesday. So let's make it a special one. Moo like you're an opera singer, boys and girls. One, two, three, and go. Moo, 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 moo. Hi everyone. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin the friendly, curious cow. So how are you mooing, Marvin? Oh, I'm mooing good, Dave. You know, seeing we're almost done, I was thinking about maybe taking a holiday. Okay, yeah, that's a nice idea. Where would you like to go? Oh, that's a problem, Dave. There are so many places. There's Munich in Germany, there's New York in America, there's Moscow, there's Mumbai, Cairo in Egypt, there's Madrid in Spain, Istanbul, Mexico City. Okay, wow, that's a lot of puns to blow through in one episode, Marv. But, well, I guess we've only three left. Why not? Oh, yeah, that's what I figured, Dave. Well, you're a young cow, Marvin. You'll probably have time to visit all of those places. But today, let's get back to Paul and his journey. Oh, yeah, he's going to Rome, huh? Yep, that's right. Over the last few days, we've heard how Paul appealed to Caesar. And so, yes, he's going to be sent to Rome. Okay, yeah. Now, Paul is going to be sent via boat. And so today, that's where we're jumping back into the story. Paul is on a ship sailing for Rome. Okay, great. So who's reading today? Well, today, we're back to our friend Georgia. Oh, hi, Georgia. Our reading today is two passages from Acts 27. Our first reading is from verses 9 to 26. A lot of time had passed. Sailing had already become dangerous. By now, it was after the Day of Atonement, a day of fasting. So Paul gave them a warning. Men, he said, I can see that our trip is going to be dangerous. The ship and everything in it will be lost. Our own lives will be in danger also. But the commander didn't listen to what Paul said. Instead, he followed the advice of the pilot and the ship's owner. The harbour wasn't a good place for ships to stay during the winter. So most of the people decided we should sail on. They hoped we would reach Phoenix. They wanted to spend the winter there. Phoenix was a harbour in Crete. It faced both southwest and northwest. A gentle south wind began to blow. The ship's crew thought they saw their chance to leave safely, so they pulled up the anchor and sailed along the shore of Crete. Before very long, a wind blew down from the island. It had the force of a hurricane. It was called the Northeaster. The ship was caught by the storm. We could not keep it sailing into the wind, so we gave up and were driven along by the wind. We passed the calmer side of the small island called Cauda. We almost lost the lifeboat that was tied to the side of the ship, so the men lifted the lifeboat on board. Then they tied ropes under the ship itself to hold it together. They were afraid they would get stuck on sandbars of Satris, so they lowered the sea anchor and let the ship be driven along. We took a very bad beating from the storm. The next day, the crew began to throw the ship's contents overboard. On the third day, they even threw the ship's tools and supplies overboard with their own hands. The sun and stars didn't appear for many days. The storm was terrible, so we gave up all hope of being saved. The men had not eaten for a long time. Paul stood up in front of them. Men, he said, 
you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have avoided this harm and this loss. Now I beg you to be brave. Not one of you will die. Only the ship will be destroyed. I belong to God and serve him. Last night, his angel stood beside me. The angel said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must go on trial in front of Caesar. God has shown his grace by sparing the lives of all those sailing with you. Men, continue to be brave. I have faith in God. It will happen just as he told me. But we must run the ship onto the beach of some island. We move on to verse 39 to 44. When daylight came, they saw a bay with a sandy beach. They didn't recognize the place. But they decided to run the ship onto the beach if they could. So they cut the anchors loose and left them in the sea. At the same time, they untied the ropes that held the rudders. They lifted the sail at the front of the ship to the wind. Then they headed for the beach. But the ship had a sandbar, so the front of it got stuck and wouldn't move. The back of the ship was broken to pieces by the pounding of the waves. The soldiers planned to kill the prisoners. They wanted to keep them from swimming away and escaping. But the commander wanted to save Paul's life, so he kept the soldiers from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and swim to land. The rest were supposed to get there on the boards or other pieces of the ship. That is how everyone reached land safely. Thanks, Georgia. Wow, Dave. We don't get to hear too many stories of things going super well for Paul, huh? Well, no. I mean, we do hear about a lot of people believing in Jesus, so that's pretty awesome. But yeah, in terms of Paul's adventures, he has been through a lot. Yeah, now he's shipwrecked. But Dave, I thought God wanted Paul to get to Rome, and God can calm storms, we know that, so how come he let this storm shipwreck Paul? Well, yes, Paul is going to get to Rome. God has said that. But let's take a look at what God was doing. The storm got so bad that it says all the men on that ship had completely given up hope. But not Paul. See, there was something different about him, right? As they sailed out of the harbour, the men were putting their trust in a ship, trusting that it would carry them safely. And so when that boat couldn't stand up to the storm, when it looked like it was about to break apart, well, those men had nothing left to trust in. But Paul, his confidence wasn't in a wooden ship. His confidence was in the God who had told him that he was going to be okay. So whether it looked like that boat was going to make it or whether it didn't, Paul's trust was in God and that wasn't going to change. Now, we don't know if any of those men became believers. It seems like the centurion valued Paul when he stopped the soldiers killing him. But God had given them more than just a glimpse of his sovereign power. He had shown them the difference that faith in the living God made to a man. He had shown them how even the most ferocious storm could not do anything outside his say-so. He had said that they would escape with their lives, and that's what happened. And along with all of that, God had some work for Paul to do on that island, and he would heal lots of people who lived there who were ill. Yeah, I guess I should have known, Dave, huh? The storm, it wasn't getting in the way of God's plan, it was God's plan. Yep, that's it. That's always it. We're 257 days in, and we've seen it over and over and over again. God uses his people, he uses floods, he uses talking donkeys, he uses giant fish, he uses ravens, he uses kings and queens, he uses dreams, he uses furnaces, lions in a den, he uses armies, he uses storms, he even uses the plans of evil men. He is using all things at all times as he continues to work out his big story. Boys and girls, that's the God that we trust in. Paul knew that even if he was surrounded by a storm and everyone else on that ship thought that there was no hope, 
He knew he could still rely on God. And that's the same God he hasn't changed. Even if everything around us looks like it's falling apart like Paul's ship did, God has not changed. He's still there, still in control, still working out his great big story. And just like Paul, we can rely on him. Yep, it's good news, Dave, but still it's kind of put me off going somewhere by boat on my holiday. Ooh, I thought of another one, Marvin. You could go to Limu in Peru. Oh yeah, or Budapest in Hungary. Ooh, or Montreal in Canada. Okay, I think now we're getting silly, Dave. Oh, you think? Well, that's it for today. We'll say goodbye and we'll be back tomorrow to hear Benjamin's final joke. Oh yeah, exciting. Okay, well, bye everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh.